Welcome back to another episode of the Warrior Within the Woman podcast. I am your host, Lauren Daniel, and I want to welcome you again today. I can't believe we are literally seven days away from Christmas. How did we get here, ladies and gentlemen? Where where did the year go, right? Uh, I am just, I am amazed that 2022 has gone by so fast. But um, I'm just so glad that you've chosen today to join us again um, as we're going through the Christmas story, you know, the true Christmas story of the birth of Christ. And um, this week, we're going to be talking in depth about specifically called Wise Women Still Seek Him. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. So if you are ready, if you are ready to get started, don't forget to share the episode, comment, like, subscribe wherever you are. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, click that little subscribe button or the little bell. We'll also notify you when we post new episodes. But if you're ready, let's get started. But we're going to be talking about the wise men of the story today. We've talked about Mary and Joseph and their travel to um, to Bethlehem. And then we talked about the shepherds. And today we're going to talk about the wise men a week before Christmas. And so if you will, let's turn with our Bibles in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 12, and we'll get started. And it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they'd offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed and their own country, they departed to their own country by another way. So I want to talk to you today about these wise men. And despite popular opinion, the wise men were not kings. We think that, okay, now the royalty are coming in, right? Last week we talked about the shepherds and how God specifically ordained and called and taught and and let those, the low, lowest of the low, know about their Christ's coming 
as a newborn baby and they were the first to get invited, right? They were first to get invited to the birthday party. So we go into where the wise men and now your brain might be thinking, well, of course, now God's going to invite the royalty, right? Now he's going to invite the kings, right? But despite popular opinion, wise men were not kings. They, um, and, and, and if you look in more detail and if you research the Bible a little bit more, we kind of come up with multiple scenarios of what the wise men were doing and how they even saw the star. And I want to give you a couple scenarios because the Bible is not specific in who the wise men were, but what they do what we do know is they noticed the star, right? They noticed the star, this phenomenon in the sky and nobody else had seen it. And so we get to the question of how did they know that the star represented the Messiah? And and how did they know to look for the star, right? Where, who were these men if they weren't kings and they weren't visited by an angel here? So we, could, we have three different scenarios. And I want to break them down for you of who these wise men were, okay? So number one, we could see that they could have been Jews who remained in Babylon after the exile and knew the Old Testament predictions of the Messiah's coming. Now, I want to talk to you today about the significance of knowing Scripture, right? Knowing what the Scripture said. And we can look at these wise men and perhaps because of their knowledge of the Old Testament Scripture... We don't know where they came from. We don't know if they were Jews, if they were um, non-Jew. I mean, we don't know that, but we can assume that either scenario one, right? Option one, they were Jews who knew Old Testament scripture and were looking for the Messiah. Now, how many times in our own life can we say that we not only know scripture, right? We know what to be looking for, but we have our eyes fixed on Jesus, we have our eyes fixed on what is to come. We have the our eyes fixed on the second coming of Christ. A lot of us could say, I don't know about that, Lauren. I mean, it's the Christmas season. We got a lot going on. I don't have time or I'm so so confused or I'm I'm all over the place that I don't have time to look at these things or I don't have time to read the Bible. I don't have time to look for the second coming of Christ and we get so bombarded with the world and we get so bombarded with what the world is doing and and the chaos of life that we forget to be looking for the Messiah. And so option one is these wise men, these men, these magi, not kings, but these magi knew the scripture. They knew what to look for. And how many times in our life do we get confused and offset because we truly do not know the character of God? We get confused in a scenario because we're asking God why or we're asking God why didn't happen the way that I needed it to, Lord. Why are you not speaking when truly he is speaking, but we are not looking. We're not aware of who God is because we have so slacked in knowing him. I'm there. I've been there before. I've been there with you, warrior, before I've been there to where I don't know God like I used to because I've slacked 
And I've become lenient and I, I put away my Bible. I put away prayer time. I put away. And then when I'm depressed and I'm struggling and I don't know what to do, then I wonder where God is when he's been here the whole time. These wise men knew what to look for. They knew scripture. Second, we can look at, and they may have been Eastern astrologers. And now this is something that a lot of theologians really look at and a lot of people agree with because of their not only fascination with the star, but the star was in terms like a phenomenon in the sky, right? And we can see, and I'll get to this in a little bit, but we can see that they were the only ones that noticed the star and because they noticed the star, I assume, and maybe we can assume that they knew what the sky looked like without the star. They had been studying the sky. They had, they were astrologers. They studied the stars, right? They studied the, studied the planets. And so option two of who these men were, were they may have been Eastern astrologers who studied ancient manuscripts from around the world. And because of the Jewish exile centuries earlier, they would have had copies of the Old Testament in their land. Because we don't know besides the east is where they came from. We don't know where specifically these men came from. But I can assure you that they saw something in the sky that was different. They noticed something that was different. That caught their attention. Not only as Christians and as warriors should we be studying the word of God and looking at God and making a relationship, a relationship with God who is here with us. But we should be aware of who he is. So many times in my life I can see myself getting confused and often offset and unfocused on where I should be walking and where I should be with everything that's going on. And it's hard to see God moving. It's hard to see that God is still moving the pieces together when you're heartbroken. It's hard to see that God is still walking and holding you and, and still carrying you through this journey when you don't know which way to turn. It's hard to get clarity on situations. It's hard to rest. It's hard to rest when life is so chaotic. But today, God is saying to you warriors, rest in him. Be aware of the star. The son of God is coming again and we should be aware of who he is. We're in relationship with him. It is not going to be hard for us to know the real from the fake. And these wise men, I mean, the Bible calls them wise men. They were wise. And, and I believe that they knew the scripture. I believe that whether they were Jew or not, they had studied the scripture. They had the Old Testament in hand. And so they knew what the scripture had said, that, that in this, at any moment, God would be sending the Savior of the world. And in this moment, they look in the sky and notice Something different. As they were traveling, they expected when they got into the city to get the answers. All that met them were people that were unaware of what was going on. Have you ever been there in your life where you're seeking God 
and you're seeking the plans for his life and you're seeking all these things and it feels like every which way nobody knows where he's at. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Nobody shares the vision. Nobody understands how full and how nobody else is on such a level to focus on God. And it can be discouraging. But I'm here to encourage you, no matter if people around you are focused on him or not, no matter if people believe in him or not, that should not change your purpose. Your purpose has nothing to do with what people believe, but what you believe. Your purpose in this life has does not come from any man, but comes from the God who created the universe, who created man and woman, who created the, the world as we know it. And when we get so focused on well, these people aren't on the same level. They don't understand where I'm going. They don't understand the calling on my life. They don't understand. They don't have such a desire for God like I do. That should not change who you are. Warrior people around you, there's going to be times when you find people you can grow and learn from. And there's going to be people that do not have the same desire as you. To go forward and keep pushing forward in what God has for you. And that's okay. You're not in ministry. You're not in this life. You're not raising your children. You're not in the marriage that you're in. You're not in the life that you're in. The career you're in because of other people. But you have these things in the palm of your hand for God to use you according to his plan. According to his righteousness and his purpose. Don't let people change you. Don't let when you, these wise men could have easily, when they got to, when they got to Jerusalem and excited about the star and excited about looking for their, the new savior, they could have easily walked away and was discouraged because nobody knew what they were talking about. Not even the king. Nobody understood, but it didn't sway them. It didn't sway them from pushing forward and finding their savior. These men were wise beyond their years because they didn't let a power hungry king and people around them that were so ignorant of the fact that a savior had just been born deter them from continuing to follow the star. The Magi traveled thousands of miles to find Jesus. The third option we can consider from these Magi is they may have had a special message from God directing them to the Messiah. We don't know where these, what information, we don't know if these Magi were Jew. We don't know where areas they specifically came from. We don't know a lot about them. But what we do know is that they were focused on following the star. Whether they knew scripture, whether they were Jews, whether they were a part of the exile. We will never really understand or know exactly where they came from. But what we can see is that these were men. These were wise men that were uh, that were available. They were not afraid to hear God. They were not afraid to see something and go after it. It was so amazing. I mean, can you imagine 
this star being so big and so bright and so boisterous in the sky to be such a phenomenon that it would catch their attention, whether they were astrologers or not, understanding that they caught, it caught their attention. So much so that they were focused and they were not going to be hindered by anyone or anything to find their Messiah. They were guided by the star and when they came to the area, nobody knew what they were talking about. The Magi traveled thousands of miles to find Jesus. And when they found him, they worshiped God. And presented gifts to the king of kings. If you think about it, it's a much different approach than how people approach God today. We expect God to come find us, explain to us what he is doing, and then give us gifts. But those who are wise women, listen to me, wise women and wise warriors, But those who are wise still seek and worship Jesus today, not for what they can get, but for who he is. I don't know about you, but I have so much to be thankful for this Christmas season. I have so much to be grateful for. I have so many blessings in this life. And truly, if God decided today to say, you know what, Lauren, I'm going to stop blessing you. I would still have a reason to praise God. I would still have reason to worship him for what he's done in my life. And I'm telling you, if we want to be wise in this next season of our life, and if we want to be, you have wisdom abundant in this new year of 2023, I want to challenge you to get into scripture. Find the one who created you. Find a relationship with God who loves you unconditionally and longs to know you. And I'm telling you, you will see something phenomenal in an ordinary life that you may feel like you're drowning in. God wants to bring something phenomenal to you. He wants to show you he is working. Maybe you're wondering, God, are you working? But really our eyes have not been open to what he's done and what he is doing because we don't. We're so focused on all the other mundane things and we're tired of looking at the same old sky when really the star is right there in front of you. The guidance is right there in front of you. The clarity that you need. The promises you need, the blessings you need, the, the, the communication, maybe the correction that you so desperately need is right there in the mundane. God is working on your behalf, warrior. Most religious leaders believed in a literal fulfillment of prophecy that a savior would come to this earth and that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. But what's crazy, and ironically enough, Jesus was born and he fulfilled every prophecy. The religious leaders became his greatest enemy. Wow. That will preach in itself. They believed in a physical fulfillment of prophecy. Up until when it happened 
and then they become the enemy of the Messiah. Wow. Some of us need to get through our minds today and really resolve in our hearts that we will believe in a fulfillment of God's promises on our lives and God help us even if it doesn't happen the way we want it to and it doesn't happen the way you you think it should look and what it should act like and what it should be let us let God change our heart oh God so that we can be willing to accept how you want to work in our lives and that we won't so easily become the enemy of you we, we can become the our own enemy warriors if you think about it maybe you're so afraid of how God is going to work this promise out and what's going to be called out of you and what's going to have to die inside of your spirit and what's going to have to grow in your spirit and what's going to be have to strengthen and he's going to bring out every weakness you have Maybe we're so scared of those answers that we're afraid to take that first step. And so therefore we're self-sabotaging ourselves. You're sabotaging and becoming an enemy of the plan of God because you are afraid. You're choosing fear today and discouragement because you don't know how it will look. You don't know how it will come about. And I'm speaking to myself today. There are things in my heart that I don't know what they're going to look like. And I'm afraid sometimes. In all transparency. I'm afraid sometimes of what it's going to require of me. But I should not let that be a stumbling block. I should not self-sabotage myself. I should not... Stop growing spiritually because I'm just so afraid of what's going, the uncomfortable is going to be like. I'm so afraid of what's going to be called out of me. I'm afraid of what I'm going to have to do. I'm telling you today from somebody that deals with fear myself, don't let fear sabotage the calling of God on your life. Don't get 10 years from now and say, I wish I would have followed the star. Excuse me. Don't let God. Don't let the plan of God slip through your fingers because you're just so afraid. Or you're so discouraged because other people don't believe in it. I'm telling you today, if it is from God, follow through with it and see how God will answer your prayers and God will open up every window of heaven and pour out the blessings you will need to fulfill this promise. Herod did not want to worship Christ. He was lying. He straight up lied to these men, these wise men, telling him, listen, if you will let me know when you find him, I want to come worship him as well. When truly, in all reality, he was going, he wanted to get there to kill the baby. And if you look at scripture a little bit further in Matthew chapter 2, where we were reading, King Herod was threatened by Jesus. He was threatened by this prophecy of a Messiah. And Herod believed Jesus was going to steal his throne. 
But in reality, Jesus didn't want his physical throne. He wanted his heart. And many of us are so afraid of what God requires us to lose. The things we think, God, you're going to take away what's fun in my life. You're going to take away my vices. You're going to take away all these things that I enjoy or that help numb my emotions and help me cope with the things that I'm not willing to deal with right now. We really think, God, you're taking stuff away from me when really, if we would truly open our eyes to it, God is not wanting to take stuff away from you. He is wanting to give you a real freedom where you don't need those things anymore. Where the things that used to be fun aren't fun anymore. Because I have a greater focus. I have a greater purpose. That's not my life anymore. I don't want to be that woman anymore. I don't want to be that person so chained to vices and so chained to my own temptation and sin that I am not aware and able to move forward in my life. People are so afraid of giving up the throne of their life because they think God's going to take stuff away from me. When really, if you would just let God in, let Jesus in, you will realize the freedom he can give is so much better. I mean, the joy I exude right now is so much real than the fake laughs and the fake smiles I used to give years ago when I was dying inside. When I didn't want to live anymore. There is freedom in God. And so Herod was with his twisted mind. And and, and if you look in through history, King Herod at this time dealt with a lot of paranoia anyways. A lot of, a lot of um, psychiatric issues. So he was already going crazy, if you will, in terms of he was really, I mean, he would see things. He would really conjure up in his own mind these fake realities. And so in this moment, he was losing his mind. And so he thinks this baby is somehow going to steal his power. So he makes a plan. Let's kill every child that is two years or younger. And you might think, well, why are the two-year-olds like this? Jesus is a baby. But if you look through history, the Magi don't arrive when Jesus is born. And if you read in Matthew 2, it says the, the wise men enter their home, right? Enter the place they're staying. So they're not at, they have moved on. Jesus is growing up now. So they arrive and Jesus is a toddler. He is, you know, they expect to be two. I mean, and if you look at it, they don't give a timeline of when they saw the star. But we can imagine they traveled a very long time, months upon years, to find the Messiah. So Herod lies to the Magi because he wants his own plan. He wants to make sure he, he totally destroys this coming Messiah in his mind. This, per, this baby. So the wise men move forward and they find God, they find Jesus in his home with his mother. And, and with Herod, he thought he was being sly and tricking the Magi. So whenever they would return, he could know the whereabouts and kill Jesus. But 
thankfully God stopped that in its tra- in its tracks and even in scripture it says that the magi were get were visited in a dream and God told them do not return to Herod do not let him know where Jesus is but it is so sad that because of a bloodthirsty king wanting to kill a messiah wanting to kill this baby I mean from he is not Jesus hasn't even spoken words yet he is not even cast out a demon. He has not even healed anyone yet. As a two-year-old baby, people are trying to kill him already. And let me tell you mothers and parents out there, guard your children. Guard the promises over their life. Guard their hearts and their souls because there is a real enemy out there that even if they've never spoken a word yet, or maybe you say, well, Lauren, they're only three or four years old. They're not, they haven't even entered the world yet. I'm telling you, the calling on their lives is more important than anything you could ever do or say. The relationship with God that they will have, they will be mountain moving warriors for him. But we must be vigilant parents because there is a real enemy out there trying to kill them. Literally trying to kill them to destroy the plan of God for their life and your home and your family. We must be vigilant. Guard your purpose. Guard your marriage, guard your children's purposes, guard your relationships so that you are not so easily distracted by the enemy, so easily distracted by our own insecurities that we don't see what's right in front of us. I would rather be a helicopter mom. I would rather be so hovering over my child. He may get tired of me, that's fine, but I will guard his life. I will guard the purpose of of his life over anything above my own. I look at the scripture in this star and the question that rattles me, the question that moves me to my core is that this phenomenon in the sky, this star as the Bible calls it, but this astronomical phenomenon was noticed by a few wise men. Jerusalem did not know about it. The king unaware of it. Nobody saw the star. Everybody moving on with their lives. Everybody moving forward, going around, going to their jobs, taking care of who they need to take care of. No one saw the star I don't want to be someone that doesn't notice God in my life. God is saying to you today, warriors, don't miss him. While Bethlehem was sleeping at night, Mary and Joseph were finding, trying to find a place to stay and give birth to the Christ and everyone but shepherds. And men that were able to focus and follow the star that God had provided were the only ones there. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that in this moment of our Savior coming to this earth, nobody noticed. Nobody saw him. 
but lowly shepherds chosen by God and these wise men that were determined to follow this star and walk thousands of miles just so they could praise God and present gifts to their king of kings. It makes me emotional <laughs> to think that we could miss Jesus, that every day we miss God because we're so focused on these everyday mundane things and we get so tied up in our lives that we forget who God is and what he's done for you. And maybe you're going through a really hard time right now. I don't know. Maybe this Christmas is going to be extremely emotional and a struggle for you because you've lost someone dear to you. But I want to encourage you today that God is still with you. He's never left your side and he will never leave your side. And if you'll just call out to him, he is there. He is forever there with you, warrior. And I hope and pray that this message truly met you where you are, that you are encouraged today, that you're not finished. Your life is not over no matter how much pain and struggle you're going through. Keep pressing forward. Keep following God. Look for that star and keep going till you see Jesus. I want to encourage you, no matter what you're afraid of, take that step of faith. If you're afraid of starting something new, maybe you're afraid of relying on God in areas of your life, take that step of faith because you will not be disappointed. God loves you. And I pray that this Christmas season and this, this week, as you celebrate Christmas with your family, that you know that you have a heavenly father that loves you. No matter how many gifts are under the tree, no matter who shows up for family meal, whatever it is, I hope you know how much your family is treasured and loved by God. I pray you have a wonderful week. God bless you. Merry Christmas from the warrior within the woman. Make sure that you check out our website. I'm going to be posting some Christmas devotions this week. And I pray that you have just the best week of your life knowing and praising God for what he's given you. No matter what you feel is lacking. Remember, God is the God who adds freedom and peace and joy to your life, and he will never leave you or forsake you. Merry Christmas, friends. We love you. Hope you have a blessed week. See you next week for another episode of the Warrior Within the Woman podcast. Merry Christmas, friends.